Hey guys, it's Brant, and I'm back. I've got my Rick from It's All For You Demon here. And Thank you. You've been enjoying my little soundbite, Rick. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. I love that. That's awesome. Uh, so we're here to do Paul Stanley. We're, we're continuing in The Panel Has Spoken, and we're to Paul. So, I mean, that only means that Ace is going to be next. I <laughs> mean, that's the logical choice. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you've been playing along, Ace is next. I'm going to go and tell you up front. And so, but we have Paul. And one thing I can say it's cool about Paul is Paul has had the biggest panel show up to date. We have 80 for this panel, Rick. It's very cool. Um, including Rick and myself, we have 80. And that's crazy. Um, but that means that I only have a, so much time to do this. This isn't my full-time job, and this uh, these aren't the only videos I make. So we're going to have to kind of amend some things and cut some things away in this video. One of the things that I'm going to have to admit is the user stories. So if you guys keep them stories coming in in the comments whenever mm -hmm. you... Put the, whenever you submit your list, please, please, please keep those comments coming because I do read them. Rick reads them. The other panelists mm -hmm. read them. And there's some amazing stories. But we just, with with as many people as we're starting to get, we don't have the time to do it. This video will be two hours long, and we don't want that. Yeah, and I would definitely advise anyone to follow you on Twitter because there's some amazing comments on any time you do a post like this on Twitter. There's some amazing stories, so definitely follow you on Twitter and read those comments and stories. That's a lot of fun. Yes. Yeah, Twitter's been kind of blowing up here lately. Uh, the uh, Bob Nash and Jack Skellington and Tom Dust and all those guys that's uh, just kind of, and we've picked up being followed by some podcasts, uh, Podkist, Three Sides of the Coin, uh, Shout It Out Loudcast. Those are all really in their own different ways. They're, they're, they're really good podcasts. And each one of those podcasts, although you may not be fans of all of them, they have something for everybody. So, mm -hmm. And I love seeing the KISS community come together. We re I recently did the video with Emily Graziano, just a viewer, and the KISS community and the KISS army, my viewers and other, and other viewers just kind of wrapped their arms around her and embraced her. Such a young fan to be a KISS fan for as mm -hmm. early as she can remember. And, you know, now at 23, uh, you know, seeing Kiss in their final days and uh, and being excited about it. Not excited mm -hmm. that it's the end, but just excited about where the band is right now. And that's just so really cool. That really is truly what this is all about. And these types of videos is all about is that community. So, yes, I want to keep that community going. So, please... Uh, Feel free to follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and on YouTube, and look in those comments for whenever I post a panel video because people set, they tell some very amazing stories mm -hmm. in those. Okay, so speaking of the panel, we're going to get right into this today. The panel, we have 80. I'm going to read you off here. This will be, um, this might be the only time you hear your name. I am going to try to read your name again if you picked a song as your favorite but once again we have so many i can't guarantee that's going to happen you'll have to see if that happens actually in this video or if it seems just so long-winded that i have to edit it out so we'll see stay tuned for that but in the penny in in the panel today from you have of course me and mr demon rick 
from Facebook, my childhood friend Scotty Sky. Instagram, we have the Clarences, Justin Churchill Hanson, the third, Dylan Tucker, AJ Zetro, our boy Aaron, Bizbag68, our friend Joan from from Patreon. Uh, from Twitter, we have Deuce, Tony Rod, Bree Life Eternal, Rocksteady1976, He Slimed Me, Sean DeHan, Tom Dust, The Hook Rocks, Katie Christina, Paul Teplius, Jack Skellington, Jeff Wyatt, Darren Helliwell, Doug Funny 71, R.C. Campbell, Dave Cranston, Andy, Eric Mosu, Mosiu, Where's Drago, Jasmine, Richie Rich, Jen Shiminsu, David King, Great Scott, Dave L. Dave Pierce, Big Rick, Matt Uchwat, <laughs> Bill Sharp, Lakers fan, Aladio from YouTube, Les Wadley, John B., Leg, Les Gershman, Emily Graziano, Orville Dunworth, Super Kiss 1200, Trevor Bullock, Sammy Pardo, George Doley, Jeremy Camono, That Toy Bonnie Guy, Pins Fan, Jay, Pins Fan 77, Jay Reed, Sandy Graziano, Emily's mother. Uh, and it, it's an honor to have Miss Graziano in on the panel this time. Uh, Keith Nidu, Mikhail D., Ritteran, John Howard, Rick R., Short Sleeve, Sublime, 130, Dark Light, Greek Freak, Two Gay Dads, Richard Bogart Burke, Chad Casey, Mick C., Matthew Smith, The Matthew Smith, Travis Mulgard, Man With No Name, 3SV1333, Good To See You Back, Kiss Carolina Hard Rock Metal, rock, Kiss Carolina Hard Rock Metal Head, Young and Wasted, John O., Vaporman, Joel Pegg, Mark Stewart, The Perpetual Art, Tom S., Kiss Crazy 80, and Brian Stacy. So, that is the panel for Paul Stanley 1978 solo album. Give yourselves a hand. <laughs> All right. So, um, Rick, I'm going to open it up with you. Any memories or thoughts on the Paul Stanley 1978 solo album? When, how old were you when you got it? What did you think about it? What did you think of it then? What do you think of it now? Uh, just, uh, I distinctively remember I was 15, didn't have a job yet. So like you lived on like mowing money, shoveling snow. And do you remember the sound saver CDs? They were like packaged them in like plastic and like the cover was above and then the CD was below with no cover. Mm -hmm. I remember seeing that at Musicland and wanting that album so much, but it was $10 and I'd never heard it. And the the debate in your mind, like, should I spend $10 on this record? Never heard it. And when I finally did, I fell in love with it. It is more than I thought it would be. It is a, a Kiss record to me and just has that great Paul Stanley hooks in it. And I love it. Um, <clears throat> I got this album when, when they came out in... 78 and Paul's was I think the third album that I listened to mm. and I remember um, that I'd listened to Peter's first and was disappointed I listened to Aces and was blown away and uh, and then I listened to Paul's and I remember it's kind of funny even though the songs have changed I like I have about a two-thirds to third 
like to not really like ratio with Paul's album. Mm. Paul's album is shorter. It's it, well, it's shorter track wise. It's nine tracks because he's got uh, a few longer songs um, on the album, so he only put in nine tracks. And it was really impressive because I believe Paul was kind of uh, side-blinded with the project of the solo album. And he went into the solo, I think he went into the studio a little short of songs. And I knew he mm. wrote some songs in the studio. Like, didn't mean you talk about a story like he wrote Goodbye at lunch one time? Mm. Or So I think, you know, he's got, I, I can't remember all the stories. If you go back and watch my Paul Stanley solo album review that I've already done with my son Stephen last year, he wrote some songs on the fly. And Paul, to me, is the best performer in KISS. He is a stage, he's a he's a magnet when it comes to, people think Gene has charisma. I think Paul has the charisma. Mm -hmm. Paul, he just exudes sexuality and magnetism, and he can write a damn song. Mm -hmm. Paul, he's an artist, he draws, he's a creator, and he just doesn't write songs to me. Paul Stanley constructs songs. And mm -hmm. there are several on here that are masterpieces. Paul has many masterpieces throughout his discography with Kiss. But there are two or three on here that I'll point out when we get to them that, as far as I'm concerned, are masterpieces front oh, yeah. to back. They're masterpieces. Whether other panel members appreciate them or not, I'm going to point out to me that they're masterpieces. Mm. Um, but yeah, I remember I've, I've always liked Paul's album. Paul's album has stayed in rotation in my playlist for a very long time now. And uh, it's one of my favorite Kiss albums. I love Paul's solo album. There's some songs on it I don't care for, but overall, I love this album. All right. So we're going to go ahead and get into the tracks. So, we're going to start with number 9. Uh, we didn't have a number 10 this time, so we're starting at number 9. Let me get my paperwork together here. Alright, Rick, since you're my uh, resident guest, uh, I'll let you do your predictions first. What did you predict that the panel would choose as number 9? <laughs> number 9, <laughs> I said the panel would choose Hold Me, Touch Me. Yeah, um... I also predicted Hold Me, Touch Me, because for, as, from what I've heard, uh, this is not a overall scoping fan favorite uh, uh, song. And um, so what the panel chose, so I predicted number nine as well. The panel would pick it as number nine. Uh, what the panel actually picked with 185 points for number nine is Hold Me, Touch Me. And not many people picked it as their favorite song. Let me see if I can look at my spread, because I'm doing it, I usually script this, but I'm doing it with a spreadsheet this time, uh, because 80 people is a lot to script. But it looks like Hold Me, Touch Me, we had Justin Churchill, and that toy Bonnie guy. I knew that Bonnie was going to, because Bonnie <laughs> loves a ballad. So I knew that Bonnie was going to uh, pick this as his num as his favorite song on the on the album. Um, me, I pick 
this as my least favorite song on the album. Oh, um, yeah. And I know me and Rick, me and you, Rick, we we uh, we've talked about this in the past. Uh, this has that AM gold to it that you love that I'm not the biggest fan of, uh, but. I don't like the way this song starts, and I and I, this always sounds bad when I say it. I don't like the way this song starts, but I love the way it ends. Mm-hmm. And and because Paul Stanley did a lot of experimentation in the studio, he played almost every guitar on the album. Uh, Bob Kulick played a lot, played some stuff, but he did, and Bob Kulick did most of the solos, except for the solo on this song. This song, if you listen to Hold Me, Touch Me, the solo at the very end is Paul. And I think mm-hmm. it is one of the best solos. I think it's one of the best solos on the album. It is beautiful. It is, it, is, it is composed. You can tell that he composed it. Every note is methodically thought of. And it's beautiful. I just hate that it's attached to Hold Me, Touch Me. Because I think it's a great song. And I like the way the song just ends after the solo. I like that. Um, I always thought um, it, it, that you mentioned that. I always thought that the end of this song sounds like a 1970s like coffee commercial. Like it has that perfect ending. It yep, just like, like it's a good food. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ends with the piano. Yeah. And uh, I, but I picked up my ninth favorite. So what about you? I, I'm more with Justin and Bonnie. I picked it as my number five mm-hmm. just because it's got the AM goodness to it. Um, it also just, it, like, it reminds me of, like, a coffee commercial. Like, the way it ends, it's just, like, such a good good feeling. And I love, I know I shouldn't do this, but I love its inclusion in Attack of the Phantoms. Mm-hmm. And Melissa's looking for Sam, and they're playing that in the background. Yeah. It's just it just touches your heart and makes you feel good. It's my number five. It, I know I know it's not a good song, but I like the cheese sometimes. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. The the pizza with the extra cheese. Uh, <laughs> do you think? Do you th- a little side discussion? Do you think it was a good idea for it to be the the uh, the the single release from this album? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> But I, I think I think Casablanca and Paul were wanting an AM hit. Mm-hmm. They were wanting a Beth, mm-hmm. and maybe they thought this could do it. But no, that shouldn't have been the single. Yeah, I agree. There's so many other good songs on here that could have been released as a single. All right, so working our way up to number eight. So uh, what did you predict the panel would choose for number eight? I thought the panel would choose Goodbye. Okay. And so, yes, I'm with you on that. My prediction, what I thought that the panel would choose for number eight was goodbye also as well. And what the panel actually chose for number eight, and this surprised me and sad to me a little bit, but what the panel actually chose for number eight is Ain't Quite Right. Mm. And I remember whenever I reviewed this song with my son that I loved it. And he's like, hmm, there's something ain't quite right about ain't quite <laughs> right. You know, so I remember that he didn't like it. Uh, but 285 points is what the panel gave ain't quite right. And let me see if I can put here who scored ain't quite right. Ritteran, 
scored it there's their favorite. Matthew Smith scored it as his favorite. Joe Pegg and Mark Stewart all scored Ain't Quite Right as their favorite. Um, I scored Ain't Quite Right as my third favorite. I, oh, wow. re- I really enjoy this song. I mm. really love, and I think it's because I've always liked this song, but I don't think I've liked it as much as I have since I did my Paul Stanley review a year and a half ago when I dove back into the solo albums really deep for the first time. And I learned all the things that Paul did on his album. I mean, most of the album is self-produced. He had a producer for a few songs, Jeff Glixman, but he produced the rest of it himself. And he used a lot of ebos. And if you listen to this song, Love Gun has some ebos in it. It basically sounds like a, a guitar being played by a violin bow. But it's this little thing that you put on a string and it vibrates it. And you can only do one string at a time. So if you're going to have a chord that's done in Ebo, you got to record each string individually. And there's a lot of Ebo. If you go back and you listen to this song and you hear that guitar that's kind of lurking in the background. Uh, one of the places I really notice you can really hear it is coming out of the, during the solo and coming out of the solo where he gets into the part where he's saying, looking back now seems so easy, your best thing ever happened to me. You really hear that Ebo coming out. Now, it sounds kind of eerie, but I love It's All Right. I love the 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 melody of that, of all the times that I've been hanging around. I mean, it's got that little bluesy feel to it. Um, and it's kind, of, it's kind of like if Paul's going to do a blues, a bluesy type song. Ain't Quite Right is kind of that, mished in with a love song. So it shocked me kind of to see it down this low and kind of sad me a little bit since it's my third favorite. But did you did you contribute to that? I bet you uh. did. I bet you did. <laughs> uh, I put it at eight. But I so you say, did contribute. I know. I will say that I don't think it's a bad song. It's just so long. It's very long. Mm-hmm. And I will say, to me, and to your point, this song feels like a vehicle for Paul to show off his guitar prowess, mm-hmm. his different techniques with guitar. Given given what you just said, I like the song more. Mm-hmm. If, I, if we would have had this conversation prior to me making my list, I think Ain't Quite Right would have been up higher. Mm-hmm. Because... And that's what I like about this panel is you hear someone else's perspective and it kind of changed. You were like, oh, wow, I never thought of that. And it changes your mind. So, but it's yeah. eight. Yeah, it's okay. eight for, for now. Like I said, any anybody that scores these songs low, go back and listen to them again after this video with some of the things that we may or may not point out. And, you know, I'm not trying to make you like a song better, but, you know, if it happens, but I love Ain't Quite Right. So that brings us to number seven. So what did you predict the panel would choose for number seven? Love in Chains. Love in Chains. Man, me and you are copying off each other's page right now. <laughs> uh, I predicted that the panel would choose Love in Chains for number seven also. And um, what the panel chose for number seven with 342 points is goodbye so Mm -hmm. we were a little off Mm -hmm. um but goodbye 
And uh, Goodbye From Me is my um, sixth favorite. Uh, it's, it's kind of, like I said, there's about two-thirds of this album that I really enjoy and a third of it that I don't. And Goodbye is right there on the cusp. It's like in the in-between of those two. And um, Goodbye to me, I remember my earliest memories of Paul Stanley's album. I don't remember if the first time I heard it, if I enjoyed it. Uh, I remember it, Think t two of my earliest memories was that it sounded very much like Kiss because Paul's songs, is a lot of them are Kiss-like. And, um, and we're actually going to be talking about that. We're going to be we're going to be revealing what the panel said. What is the most Kiss-like song on the album? Uh, on a little mini vote that we did. But I remember hearing the song "Goodbye" and thinking, "Goodbye, it's only for now." But I'm coming back. I remember thinking because all these rumors was flying around about. Mm -hmm. What's going to happen to Kiss? You know, they're getting ready to go on this long break. Yes, and even though Phantom was getting ready to come out, I remember as a kid it seemed like an eternity for Dynasty came out. And it was touted as the return of Kiss because they mm -hmm. had been, it was their last studio album as a band since Love Gun. And that was, a you know, when a band had been popping albums out every six months, mm -hmm. two years was an eternity. Yeah, and um, all the albums you had in between. Right. Yeah. And the solo albums, the big thing about the solo albums, when they came out, is like, when do people go solo? When they mm -hmm. leave a band. So everybody mm -hmm. was thinking, okay, all four of them are putting up, out solo albums. So are they splitting up? You know, it, it, nobody really knew. This was, you, you guys say, you we're looking back now in retrospective, knowing what the future held for them. But this is when the future was yet to still be written. And you didn't really know what was going on. So I remember Goodbye just kind of shaking me to being like, no, I don't want it to be over. So, mm -hmm. but uh, Goodbye to me, it, it's, it doesn't really, I can almost tell that it was written in a diner uh, on his lunch break. It, it's, it's got some cool things. I love that. Ain't it funny how the time slips away? I mean, I love the, his cadence in his, in his, uh, in his vault, in his vault, in the verse, mm -hmm. and I love that riff, that da 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 da, you know, in between the verses, but it's just that it just kind of falls flat for me. So, what about you? I chose it at number six as well. Um, I do love this song. Uh, I love that guitar hook, mm -hmm. and it uh, kind of very coming home. Mm -hmm. uh, and I love just the feel of like his like you mentioned his cadence mm -hmm. uh to me this is like a glimpse at unmasked paul right like like the kind of like disco-y poppy songs he would write for unmasked mm -hmm. is goodbye mm -hmm. and it's amazing you mentioned on one of your blogs but you really you really in all four band members well maybe maybe not so much peters but in all four band members solo albums you really see some glimpses into the future mm -hmm. for dynasty unmasked the elder you mm -hmm. see some glimpses into those things um and i failed to mention who chose goodbye is their number one and i need to do that really quick to do them justice uh justin churchill where's drago 
Big Rick and Mick C pick Goodbye as their favorite song. So that brings us up to number six. Just one spot out of the top five. So Rick, what do you think will be number six that the panel chose will be number six? I had said ain't quite right for the panel. Me, I said, uh, I predicted that the panel was going to choose move on for number six. And what panel actually chose for number six with 368 points is move on. I picked it at number six, and I don't know if I was surprised that it was came in where it was or if it was going to be higher or lower. I really didn't know. I actually had a little bit of a suspicion that it would have been higher. Um, but it might have been my own personal opinion of it being possibly being lower because I chose this as Move On as my eighth favorite um, song on the album. I'm not a big fan of this song. I don't like the background singers. Um, it's one of those songs that it just doesn't really do anything for me. I don't skip it. I don't skip any songs on this album, even Hold Me, Touch Me, because I'm living to get to that solo. Mm. Uh, but I, I don't skip any songs on this album, but Move On just doesn't do it for me. Yeah, I chose Move On at number nine, um, my least favorite song. But like you said, I don't hate it. Um, to me, it's a little too diva-ish. It's a little too, you know, Paul's androgynous can go a little too far sometimes. And this is a, an example of that. I do love, if you recall the bootleg from Largo, mm-hmm. um, is the perfect example of how to roll with the punches. Paul forgets a line singing this song and he just kind of rolls with it and he just comes in at the chorus, totally blows a line. But I remember being like 19 watching that and that was a good learning lesson. Like if you ever blow a line playing in a band, how to roll with it. And I, I always connect this song to watching that video and, and this song just, is I always, I don't skip it, but I move on from it. Mm-hmm. I wait for it to end. That Dynasty, that Largo show, Dynasty show, that bootleg, that is just such an amazing, mm-hmm. it's such an amazing show. I love seeing the song, the I love seeing the solo, the songs from the solo albums in there. Uh, it's really cool to see New York Groove and to see Move On and uh, Tossing and Turning. It's just really cool to see those songs in that. Um, yeah, and and it always felt like the solo albums were such an important thing. To actually see them, give them time live was very cool. Yeah, and actually surprised me. I remember being at that show, and whenever they started playing solo albums, I was ten. Whenever they started playing solo album songs, I remember being surprised. Oh yeah, because even the awesome. solo albums seemed kind of removed by that point in time. Even though it's kind of, we kind of lumped that time, you know, the Live 2 double platinum solo albums, uh, uh, Creature or Phantom of the Park and Dynasty, we kind of lump all that in together. But there was some space in between those that that when you were living it, it felt long, especially Mm -hmm. a kid my age, it felt long. Um, Move on, Uh, didn't have many people pick it as their favorite. The only person, there's two people that picked it as their favorite. 
and that is Richard Robert Burke and Chad Casey picked Move On as their favorite song. So uh, that brings us to number five. And I'm going to go say something you kind of said in your, uh, we've said in Gene and with Peter and stuff like that. Five and up for me, for Paul, can be, they could all be, it's agonizing to pick which mm-hmm. one is my number one, especially when you get in the top two or three. Mm-hmm. Uh, top three, definitely, it's agonizing to pick. So my top five is all love, love, love. Y'all just need to know that. <laughs> so who did you think that the panel was going to pick for number five? I thought it was going to be Move On because I knew a lot of people love that song. So I thought it was definitely going to be in the top five. I predicted that the panel was going to choose uh, Take Me Away Together as One because this is kind of, and I kind of put it here to be safe because I didn't know if they were going to hate this or if they were going to think it was just the best thing since sliced bread. I knew it wasn't going to be in the top Mm -hmm. two or three, but maybe it could squeeze in at four, five, or six. So I just picked it as number five as as, uh, what the panel would pick. Um, what the panel actually picked at number five with 390 points is Take Me Away Together as One. And uh, I was very happy to see that. I was happy to see it that high because some people picked it way low on their list. Mm. Some people picking it as their least favorite. and They I picked it way inside. low. Picked it way low. Um <laughs> My, my, where, where Take Me Away Together as One comes in on my list is it comes in at number one on my list. I love Take Me Away Together as One. If there is a Paul Stanley masterpiece on this album that flows and ebbs and, and captures all sorts of depths of creativity, it is this song right here, Take Me Away Together as One, is amazing. I love the notes in this song. Some of the minor pentatonic notes that he's playing in this in this song. And this is, except for the solo, is mostly Paul. And mm-hmm. uh, I love Take Me Away Together as one. Number one for me. So yep. what about for you? Absolute number one. This is a Zeppelin-esque classic. The hook in this song... Oh, when he does the yesterday is far away, so take me out to see that power. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see why some people would not like it, but to me it is the perfect like rock ballad. This it it it's almost like a, a like you said a masterpiece. It like starts off and then it builds and then it builds and it just takes off and a uh, Carmine uh, Apice. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, drums. My gosh. Those last fills he does, oh, goosebump material. Mm-hmm. Absolute number one for me. Mm-hmm. Amazing, amazing song. Um, so, Take Me Away Together as one. Me and you picked it as uh, as our favorite. Uh, Great Scott picked it as his favorite. George Doley, Sandy Graziano, Greek Freak, and Kiss Crazy 80 all picked this as their number one song. That is some great company to be in. Uh, so, number four, what do you think the panel's going to bring us? It's all right. It's all right. Okay. Number four, I predicted that they were going to um, 
that they were going to do ain't quite right. I thought mm-hmm. ain't quite right was going to be much higher than it was. And I think it was just because of my own influence of how much I love that song. I didn't, I didn't fathom it being as far down as at eight where it was. So, uh, what the panel brought in at number four, four points above Take Me Away Together is one. The panel brought in at number four, Loving Chains, mm. which surprised me for Loving Chains to be that high. Yeah, that's, that's, that's shocking. Mm-hmm. But um, Loving Chains for me is my seventh favorite song on the album. It's another one of those songs that's kind of like Goodbye. Goodbye and Loving Chains to me are a lot alike as far as they just don't really grab me in any way. Um, and you know, so that, that's why seven, eight, and nine, they're seven and eight. And then nine is of course, you know, hold me, touch me, but, but you, you, you hear Paul, I can say, like I said, I don't hate it, but you can, you can hear Paul really experimenting with his voice. He does that, but is it time? It's time. You know, he does that little Mm -hmm. falsetto thing that you'll really hear him do on songs like magic touch. You know, and you'll hear him do on Just a Boy. So, like I said, a little foreshadowing to, um, I, I saw you had a video where a fan said, oh yeah, Magic Touch, he does that falsetto that mm-hmm. he will carry on in Just a Boy. But he does it in small little snippets on this album, on mm-hmm. this song. So mm-hmm. he was really trying, They just like Gene, he was really trying to experiment with not only his instrumentation, but also with his voice and expand his songwriting and, and write songs that aren't Kiss songs. Uh, so, um, but for me, Love and Chains just kind of falls way down. Where does it fall for you? Um, I'm a, I'm the same at number seven. To me, um, I remember growing up, Van Halen 1984, there were kind of two forgotten songs on there, um, Girl Gone Bad and House of Pain. You just... They were the songs that no one really talked about. They were on the record and just kind of never talked about. And Love and Chains and Goodbye are those two songs in my circle growing up that no one really talked about Mm -hmm. from the Paul Stanley solo record. Um, I do like the song. And actually, when I listen to it, this is the solo on this song is a very Ace Freely solo. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. it almost made me kind of question, like, I remember being young and listen, listening to this and thinking, did he have Ace on this? I mean, because it sounds very much like Ace. But it's just, it's a good song. There, There's no song I, I dislike on this album, but mm-hmm. just by ranking, it's number seven for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll find out later if this is one of the songs that, fan, that panelists chose as being a most, could be a very much Kiss song. Mm-hmm. Just because I could see it, and I do agree with you, if there is a ace-like solo on this song, it is that one. Um, it has a just a very chaotic, um, not really structured, just kind of crazy ace-like sound to it. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. All right, so that brings us up to the top three. They're going to battle it out up here in the top three, guys. I'm telling you right now, they're going to battle it out. So if you've been playing along, you know which ones are left, and you know that they're going to battle it out. So what did you think the panel was going to choose for number three? I thought the panel would choose Wouldn't You Like to Know Me. Okay. 
I thought that the panel was going to choose for number three. I thought that they were going to choose It's All Right. And I got up in the top three. I was just kind of guessing. Me too. Uh, but I knew I knew which one. I kind of had a good idea which songs were going to be in the top three. I just didn't know how the panel was going to phase them out. So with jumping from Love and Chains was at three. This is how definitive these were. Love and Chains had 394 points. The number three song has 472 points. It jumped into the 400s. Um, but at 472 points, the panel chose their number three song as It's All Right. Uh, it's All Right. It, it's one of those songs that it could be a Kiss song. Oh, yeah. uh, it, this has Kiss written all over it. All the way down to the bass lines. I love the bass lines in this. Even though a lot of times it's just that driving. I mean, but it's... He he does some... The bass, whoever plays bass on this, I can't remember who it was because I think Paul plays bass on some of these songs and then he has another bass player. I can't remember who it is. But the bass on this is very, very much Gene-like. Very mm-hmm. much Gene-like. Uh even the there's no solo in it. Think about that. I was listening to it and I was like, "Well, does the solo sound ace like?" I was like, "Wait a minute. There's no solo. There's just that mm-hmm. little bridge." But this song is another Paul Stanley construction. One thing that I can say about what Paul did on his songs is he constructed intros, interludes, verses, choruses, mm-hmm. bridges. 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 I was going to say bridges. The, Girl, you know I'll be leaving in the morning. A beautiful bridge. You got to take what you can. And then that Paul Stanley signature. Yeah, you know, whoa. And when I hear that, man, I get I get chills. I mean, this is a another perfect. It's not a masterpiece in the same sense of, of uh, Take Me Away Together as One. But it is a very perfectly written and perfectly produced and performed song from front mm-hmm. to back. I love the way it ends. That just ends. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Hold Me, Touch Me comes on. But <laughs> <laughs> and the world gets happier. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so It's All Right for Me is uh, my fourth favorite song on the album. Like I said, you get into the top five, it could be any uh-huh. of them. But it's all right. Is number four for me. It's mm-hmm. it's a great song. So what about you? Uh, it's all right. Is number two for me. This is why Paul Stanley is a rock star. He writes the perfect hooks in songs and writes great rock songs. And this is number two for me. Yes, it is. Like I said, it is a it is a a perfect song. Um, and let's see, panelist wise, it's all right. Uh, let's see. Dylan Tucker, Tony Rod, He Slimed Me, Tom Dust, Katie Christina, Jim, 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 Jim Shimitsu, Dave L. Dave Pierce, Lee Gersman, Emily Graziano, Orville Dunworth, Short Sleeve, Kiss Carolina Hard Rock Metalhead, and Vapor Man all chose It's Alright as their, um, favorite song. And that's good company right there. All right, so who do you think, what do you think they're going to choose for number two? 
I well, I thought it was going to be tonight. You belong to me. Tonight you belong to me. I thought that they were going to choose. Wouldn't you like to know me? Mm. And so, with four hundred and eighty-six points, panel chose at number two. Wouldn't you like to know me? Uh, wouldn't you like to know me is my fifth favorite song on the album. It is, um, and even though it's a great song, it's kind of where it starts to fall towards, you know, I said I've got five and then there's that sixth song that's kind of the middle and then there's seven, eight, nine I don't really care for. This is pretty easy for me to put it at number five uh, for me, but although I love the song, the songs above it for me I love a whole lot a whole lot more. Mm-hmm. But Wouldn't You Like to Know Me is just a, it's a great song. I like the way mm-hmm. it builds and then it just explodes. And it is, mm-hmm. this also could be a Kiss song. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it, it's one of those songs that people dubbed as making Paul sound Paul's album sounding the most Kiss-like. It's songs like Wouldn't You Like to Know Me. Mm-hmm. So where's, where does this fall for you? Well, I'm like you. Um, five through one are all number ones for me. But um, wouldn't you like to know me's number four? And you mentioned like a bridge earlier and Paul's songwriting ability. I remember being 19 and learning this song and playing this song with my friend Danny in our my mom's basement in our little band room. And just learning a Kiss song and playing a Kiss song was magical and that there was like a power in that like wow i just learned a paul stanley song and we just played a paul stanley song and to me that memory makes me love this song Uh, it's such a great rock song and another example of paul stanley just writing a good rock song Mm -hmm. one of my favorite song parts about this song is when they come out of solo and they break down to where it's just the drums Mm. And and that that one little rhythm guitar doing that thing, and there's no bass, and that guitar just comes back in, and, and they do that feel, and he breaks back into the the chorus. Mm-hmm. I love that part. Uh, that's mm. that's just a great great part of this song. All right, so well, that the power of deduction tells you what the number one song is, but let's see. Uh, oh wait a minute, we got to do the wouldn't you like to know me's. There's a lot of you guys, and I don't want to leave you out. So, um, AJ Zetro, uh, Deuce, Sean DeHaan, The Hook Rocks, Jeff Wyatt, Darren Harwell, Doug Funny 71, RC Campbell, Andy, Bill Sharp, Aladio, Super Kiss 1200, Trevor Bullock, Two Gay Dads, Man With No Name, 3SV 1333 was, that was their favorite song, was Wouldn't You Like to Know Me. So, power deduction leads us to what is number one, but what did you predict was going to be number one? I thought it was going to be Take Me Away Together as one, but apparently we are wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I was hoping it would be Take Me Away Together as one. I predicted Tonight You Belong to Me was going to be number one. Um, I thought that it was going to either be that or Wouldn't You Like to Know Me or It's All Right. I just felt like those are the songs that... You always hear people say that are their favorite songs on this album more than anything else. And so with 570 points, so it's pretty, 
it's pretty definitive uh, with number because number two had 486 points and tonight you belong to me had 570 so 570 points the panel chose as their number one tonight you belong to me uh, and this is my second favorite song on the album this is very much this is almost uh, take me way together as one part two to me uh, I yeah, love the whole totally agree I hold the way the way it starts out and you hear a lot of the uh ebos in this when he's saying you belong when it when it comes into that whenever it kicks in if you listen you'll hear the ebos and in the whenever he's doing the chorus when he's saying you belong and he's holding that out you'll hear the ebos in the background and i just just the amount of time you have to overdub to put in all those ebos right there just shows how much care he took into his album. It was a personal mm-hmm. project for him. Um, so as far as who picked this as their number one, we have Bizbag 68, uh, Rocksteady 1976, Paul Teplius, Jack Skellington, Dave Cranston, Eric Musu, Jasmine, Richie Rich, Mac Utweet, Lakers fan, Les Wadley, John B., Sammy Pardo, Jeremy Kimona, Pence Fan 77, Jay Reed, Michael D., John Howard, Rick R., Sublime, Dark Light, Travis Mulgard, Young and Wasted, John O., Perpetual Art, Tom S., and Brian Stacy. So that's the list. I mean, it's it, it, it for the most part came out the way that I was hoping and predicting that it would come out. But I, I always love that that uh, Tonight You Belong to Me riff reappeared in Sure Know Something. I always love that. Mm-hmm. Baseline. Yep. It's you. You're right. It sure did. Okay. So just to recap real quick, "Hold Me, Touch Me" is number nine. "Ain't Quite Right" is number eight. "Goodbye" is number seven. "Move On" is number six. "Take Me Away Together" is one. Is number five. "Love and Chains" is four. "It's All Right" is three. "Wouldn't You Like to Know Me" is two, and "Tonight You Belong to Me" is number one. So as an additional. I added the questionnaire. Which song do you think sounds the most like a Kiss song? What song do you think could be a Kiss song if you had to pick one? So, and being the the one that would sound the most like a Kiss song on the album. So, Rick, what do you think? I chose Goodbye because I really, every time I hear Goodbye, I, put, I imagine Unmasked. Mm-hmm. And so that's the one I thought translate best to a Kiss record. Okay. Um, I felt like the the song that could sounded the most Kiss like to me. There's several on here, but the one I thought sounded like man, you could rip that off and slap that on Dynasty, and it would work perfectly in its in its current form. Because not only does the the material of the song sound like it could be a Kiss song. But the performance at, on this album, the way the drums are played, the way the solo is played, or lack thereof, the way the, the, way the bass is played, the way Paul sings, and to me that was this, it's all right. Um, what the panel chose is I'm going to give the top three. The panel with 11 votes, and, and this isn't the entire panel. This is an entirely different vote, so we didn't have 80 votes. 
Um, mm. But this is a panel voting. But we had 10 panelists choose uh, Tonight You Belong to Me uh, as a Kiss song. Uh, I think it could have made it on the Dynasty. Uh, yeah. Tonight You Belong to Me could have been on Dynasty. Um, Move On was number two. And I could see that song being re-performed and being a Kiss song. Um, maybe even Dynasty also. And uh, the panel chose, and that was with uh, 13 points that the panel chose Move On. And at 19 points, uh, the panel chose It's All Right as the most, uh, the song that could be a Kiss song. And I, mm-hmm. I agree with that. It's All Right is definitely... It could have been, you could have, like I said, you could have put it on Dynasty in this form and, mm-hmm. it, and it would have fit. So anyway, that's all we've got for today. By the time you see this, the post for Ace Freely's solo album will be up. So be sure to jump on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Be sure to go on those social medias, find those and vote and get your Good. list in for Ace. That, that one's going to blow up. Get your list in for Ace and share. Uh, the way Twitter is blowing up is because people on Twitter are, retweet, are retweeting it and bringing in more people that have not ever been on the panel before. So be sure to uh, share. Uh, if, it, if you see it on Twitter or something like that, be sure to share it. And so that's all I've got, Rick. I appreciate you uh, setting in with me again. And Ace oh, no is problem. gone. Ace is going to be exciting. Ricky, got anything to say? No, thank you again for doing this. This is a lot of fun. All right. All right, guys. That's it for now. So long from me and my partner in crime, Rick, from It's All For You Demon. We'll catch you later next time. 